Welcome to the Ship Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's Precious Metals News. It's Friday, May 24th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Well, it was another week of yo-yoing emotions, tugging markets up and down. Yesterday was a particularly tough day for stock markets in what has been a pretty rough week. The Dow Jones was down about 286 points and was over 400 points in the red at its lowest. So far, the Dow is off about 1% on the week. The S&P 500 fell 1.2% on Thursday, while the Nasdaq dropped 1.6%. But stock market futures for today are looking a little bit better because guess what? Trump has injected some optimism into the trade war again. Woohoo! So I guess... It's good news until tomorrow when it isn't. I'm going to talk a little bit of trade war here in a minute, but hold your horses, not yet. Gold was pretty sluggish early in the week, but then it popped yesterday as stock markets fell. There was some safe haven buying as trade war fears ratcheted up, and there were also some bad economic numbers that weighed on stocks and buoyed gold. The yellow metal was up more than 10 bucks and was trading around 12.85 at its peak on Thursday. It's fallen off a bit today though. As I record this, we're in the 12.82 ballpark. As for those gloomy economic numbers, initial jobless claims fell by 211,000, but the forecast was for it to fall by 215, so it missed its mark. The U.S. manufacturing PMI came in at 50.6 in May. That's the lowest level since September 2009. And new home sale numbers were also softer than expected. The Fed minutes from this month's FOMC meeting also came out. No big surprises there, but they did underscore this theme of patience. Fed officials seem to agree that this do-nothing-with-interest-rates approach could continue for, quote, some time. This all helped boost gold, but the yellow metal still faces significant headwinds from a strong dollar. The dollar index hit a two-year high early on Thursday before scaling back in some profit-taking. Now, you know who's not buying into the dollar? China and Russia. Peter Schiff appeared on RT this week to talk about Russia's gold buying. I'll link to that interview on the show notes page. Meanwhile, China sold off the highest level of U.S. treasuries in nearly two and a half years. This was in March. This in front of a backdrop of fear that the Chinese could implement its nuclear option and sell off even more U.S. debt in retaliation for U.S. trade war tariffs. China sold $20.45 billion in treasuries in March. That was the biggest U.S. debt dump by China since October 2016. After a four-month pause, the big March sell-off resumes the trend of Chinese treasury disvestment that we saw in 2018. China shed nearly $50 billion in U.S. treasuries last year and dumped American debt for five straight months through October 2019. The Chinese currently hold about $1.12 trillion in U.S. debt. That's the lowest level since May 2017. So what exactly is this so-called nuclear option? 
Well, if the Chinese were to suddenly dump a big chunk of the bonds it holds on the market, it would tank the price of U.S. Treasuries and cause interest rates to surge. This would not be good news for a U.S. government trying to service $22 trillion in debt and at the same time sell more bonds to finance its huge deficits. This move would likely tank the dollar and wreak havoc on the U.S. economy. The real question is, would the Chinese do it? It's undoubtedly a last resort because it would certainly have negative impacts on the Chinese economy as well. It would cut into Chinese reserves and possibly destabilize their own currency. But the Chinese have obviously thought about this. An editor for the Global Times, a Chinese state-owned newspaper, verbalized the threat in a tweet last week saying, quote, Many Chinese scholars are discussing the possibility of dumping U.S. treasuries and how to do it specifically. The Chinese have been buying gold again as well, which actually addresses the problem of lowering Chinese reserves. And consider this, the Chinese don't have to sell all of their treasuries to create significant problems for the U.S. Even a modest debt dump could shake up the dollar. I posted an article about this on the Shift Gold Facebook page the other day, which you should be following, by the way. One commenter said this was fear-mongering, and I, you know, maybe it is. But when it comes to global economic politics, I think it's always wise to expect the unexpected. And there's certainly no guarantee that China won't do it. While we're on the subject of China, I reckon we might as well wade into a little more trade war talk. Peter Schiff discussed the trade war in an article he wrote earlier this month that I'll link to on the show notes page. He compared it to Custer's last stand. Peter wrote, General George Custer met his doom charging into a battle he thought he could win against an opponent he did not understand. Based on his views about the fast-emerging trade war with China, it looks to me that Donald Trump, another blonde with a very high opinion of himself, is charging into an economic version of the little bighorn, end quote. Now, I know a lot of you probably support the trade war. You're free trade people, but you believe that Trump is doing the right thing because you believe it will force the Chinese to trade with America on better terms. And you might be right. You're looking at it from a strategic point of view. And I get that from a political perspective. But I'm not a big fan of politics. Whenever you get politicians involved in economics, you end up with a big mess because they always underestimate or completely miss the unintended consequences of their policies. And there is no question that this trade war is causing a lot of economic pain for a lot of people, and they aren't all Chinese. I'm going to smack you here with an undeniable and somewhat unpleasant truth. This trade war is taking money out of your wallet. And even if you think it's a great political strategy, you need to understand the economic ramifications and you need to take a moment to count the cost. I've said this over and over again, and I'm going to say it again today. A tariff is a tax. Every time somebody talks about raising tariffs, you should hear in your head, raising taxes. Now, we can debate the efficacy of Trump's hardline negotiating strategy, but never forget that every time the president raises tariffs, he's raising your taxes, and that money is ultimately coming out of your wallet. In fact, the Federal Reserve Bank of New York Research Department estimated that tariffs will boost the annual cost for the average U.S. household by $831 a year. 
The estimate incorporates the tariffs imposed by the Trump administration last year, as well as additional duties announced earlier this month. According to the report, quote, these higher tariffs are likely to create large economic distortions, end quote. Think about that. That's 831 bucks out of your wallet every single year as long as this trade war drags on. Meanwhile, the Trump administration has rolled out a $16 billion plan to help farmers hit by the trade conflict with China. Now, he's not going to help you with your 831 bucks, but farmers, they get help. That money is coming out of your wallet, too. You are subsidizing farmers for the harm caused by the tariffs. In his famous essay, That Which is Seen and That Which is Not Seen, French economist Frederick Bastiat emphasized the importance of looking for the unseen consequences of any given policy. He wrote, between a good and bad economist, this constitutes the whole difference. The one takes account of the visible effect. The other takes account both of the effects which are seen and also of those which it is necessary to foresee. It's easy to see and conceptualize the squeezed higher tariffs put on Chinese companies. The media and the government, well, they remind us of this every day. It's not so easy to see the impact of these taxes on everyday Americans. It's not easy to see that $830 plus coming out of your wallet. These costs are distributed unevenly throughout the economy. Some people pay a little. Some people are going to pay a lot. Some people will actually benefit from the tariffs. Of course, most people with the basic grasp of economics recognize that higher tariffs on Chinese goods mean higher prices for Americans who want to buy those products. At least a portion of a tariff is always going to be passed on to the consumer. If she wants that product, she will have to pay a higher price either for the Chinese good itself or for a more expensive substitute. Or she can go without. Whatever she chooses, she is not better off. While we may understand this conceptually, I don't think we really grasp the actual impact in real life. And most of the time, we don't feel it. Like I said, you won't actually realize that $830-some came out of your household budget. We hear that we're winning the trade war, and we go on with our daily lives. A lot of people probably don't even realize the tariffs are sneaking money out of their wallets. But every once in a while, the unseen reality peeks out from behind the veil, and it becomes visible. A friend of mine who is in the construction business sent me a photo of a sign that was recently posted in the showroom of a granite supplier he uses. In a nutshell, the sign advised customers to buy now before prices rise due to the new round of tariffs that are just going into effect. And here we have, ladies and gentlemen, a real-life example of the impact of tariffs. We're talking about a bunch of real people who are building new homes or maybe renovating homes. They just saw their costs go up. And these higher prices are going to ripple throughout the economy because if you have to spend more for your granite, well, that means less to spend on something else. Or maybe you'll forego the granite altogether. All of this has an impact. So even if you believe the trade war is a brilliant political strategy, you need to pause and count the cost. It is going to have a significant impact on the economy, and the longer it drags on, the higher the cost. And if America doesn't actually get anything out of this trade war, which is what Peter's been saying, if we get to the end of this and things are pretty much the status quo, it could result in economic chaos. So are you ready? A shift gold precious metal specialist can help you prepare for that possibility. 
Gold and silver prices are low right now. I think significantly lower than they should be, given the systemic risks in the economy. Owning precious metals can help preserve your wealth during an economic crisis or an economic downturn even, and I think it's inevitable. So call, talk to a precious metal specialist, and learn more today at 1-888-GOLD-160. Well, that is a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more, and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. And if you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap podcast over at iTunes, or you can subscribe to the Shift Gold YouTube channel, and you'll find every episode of the Friday Gold Wrap there. You will also find my It's Your Dime interview series. The most recent was with author and host of the Scottish Liberty podcast, Anthony Samaroff. We talked about universal basic income, which I think is an important subject, uh, especially given that one prominent Democratic uh, presidential candidate is pushing for this UBI. So you can find out what universal basic income is all about and, quite frankly, why it's a bad idea. If you are listening to the show today on YouTube, please uh, thumb us up. Share your thoughts uh, on this week's gold news in the comment section. We always appreciate hearing from you. And that is it. I hope you all have a great uh, long Memorial Day weekend, and uh, I will talk to you next time.